It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rasita and Robert. I'm Rasita De Jesus, and I am joined by my co-host and brother in the martial arts, Sipu Robert Deal. Sipu Bob, how you doing tonight? Doing well. You know, the weather down here is absolutely beautiful right now. My wife thinks it's a little chilly, but uh, okay, it was just an absolutely though? gorgeous thing. <laughs> What's well, chilly just, over there? It was, it was 55 this morning, and it was just beautiful. Wind blowing, but not too cold. It was just absolutely gorgeous. Oh, that's cool. That's kind of like our high temperature. <laughs> Nowadays, what? it's 55. And it's like, oh, okay, that's awesome. So I went out in just a sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know, listeners, stay tuned because... After our first segment, we're going to have actor and martial artist Bo Svensson joining us later. He's going to tell us a little bit about not only his martial arts career, but also his acting career. And, you know, I, I never knew that Bo was a martial artist. I mean, Walking Tall, when he was in it in the 70s, was, was one of my favorite TV shows, and like we were talking about in the green room before the show started, because I loved watching TV shows where the bad guys got their justice handed to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, yeah, and my dad loved the show too. Um, dad would have been tickled pink to to know that we have him on the show. So it'll be it'll be cool. So don't go away, folks. If you want to talk to Bo Svensson, give us a call at about 6.30 or so. We'll give him a call at his office, uh, 347-677-0699. That is our direct call-in number. So if you want to talk to Bo or if you just want to call in and uh, kind of join us to be like a guest co-host, feel free. You know, me and Sifu Bob are always up for that. Um, or just join the conversation. It'll be kind of fun. Right on. Cool. Oh, so, what's, so, uh, what's... so last week, well, last week right after the show, my wife and I went shopping or something. And I I, I told her because you know Michelle was, was was Michelle Manu was just emailing us and texting us and doing all this stuff during the show, and she mm-hmm. she commented how funny we are, right? And I uh-huh. told that to my wife, and she looks me in the eye and she says, "Wow, your listeners just need to get out more." Oh my god! Okay. Oh. <laughs> And I got. Did you hear about the? Did you hear about the guy with two black eyes? The what? Well, when, 
the guy with the two black eyes. He shows up to work mm-hmm. on Wednesday one morning, and he has uh-huh. two black eyes. And the guy asked him what happened. He said, well, you know, he just had a few days off. Well, he was waiting at the bus stop on Monday, and he was standing behind this girl, and she had her dress had creeped up in between her butt cheeks. So he thought he would, okay. he would, he thought he would do the right thing, and he reached up and pulled her dress out. She turned around, slammed it <laughs> right in the face. And he okay. was apologetic, oh. but yet he got one black eye. Well, Tuesday, he shows up behind the same woman, and her dress is perfect, absolutely perfect. But his thought was, well, maybe she liked it there and shoved it back in. That's the two black eyes. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'll give it a rim shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. But, you know, I, you know, sometimes with stories like that, i got to ask myself, now, what would I do, you know, if something like that happened, like on the subway or, you know, um, on, the, on the bus or something like that? And I'm firmly convinced I'd break his fingers. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But if somebody tried to do it to you, they'd have to have really long arms to reach it. Oh, I'm not that short. <laughs> and what would I be doing wearing a dress? That's right. You never. Oh, you know, I've seen you in a dress maybe three times. They were all for Masters Hall of Fame event. Yeah. And yeah. The it's only for That's it. That's it. That's only for formal events or stuff like that. No, I never. I never wear a dress. Hardly ever in Seattle. <laughs> Awesome. So again, listeners, three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Feel free to call us during this first segment of the show. Share a joke or tell us how your weekend's going so far. Whatever, even stay on to talk to Bo Svensson. But in the meantime, let's get moving along. So, what do we have for our birthdays of the week, Bob? Well, I have two very famous martial artists, good friends. Uh, Gerald Akamura, very famous stuntman, right actor, the originator of Dragon Fest. His birthday is today. Uh, Alfred Urquidez, Benny Urquidez's brother. His birthday is on the 26th. And you have one belated birthday. Rusty? Hello? Rusty, you there? I have no idea what happened to my mic. Hello, can you hear me now? Yeah, I hung up because I thought my call dropped. No, it's all that dead. I have no idea what happened. You started to like... You started to like um, uh, peter out. Your 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 mic started to peter out, and I thought, oh, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, my end dropped. <laughs> wow. Oh well. Uh, so <laughs> I, I ended with the fact now. that you have you have a uh, uh, belated birthday. You want to wish somebody a happy birthday on? Yes, I want to wish. A- very happy belated birthday, which was yesterday, the 22nd, to Guru Amy Keeniger. 
she was a uh, former classmate in the Filipino Martial Arts Academy system under Grandmaster Christopher Petrelli, and uh, she's she's still a classmate, classmate, but she is uh, running a martial arts school in Connecticut right now. So uh, she's helping out with that, and uh, I haven't seen her in a while in person. I see her all the time on Facebook. So happy birthday there, Amy. And to everybody else having a birthday this week of the 23rd through the 29th, this tune is for you. technical difficulties but for some reason I keep hearing the the music cut in and out. Did it sound okay on your end, Bob? It sounded fine on my end. Okay. Then it's then it's my mic. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm like not fully plugged in somewhere or something. But anyway, such is the way of online radio. Could be computer, could be mic, could be anything. At the mercy of the internet. Kinda weird. All right. <laughs> With that said, let's uh, move on to news and announcements. Now, <laughs> this is kind of cool, kind of, I guess. I don't know. But did you know, Bob, that just recently Vladimir Putin earned his Hachidan in Kyokushin Karate? Did you know that? I had no idea. I, you know, I knew that he practiced judo since he was, like, pretty young. Uh, but I thought he was, like, in his teens. Uh, the last thing I read was that he started judo when he was 11 years old. Um, and he, I think he's also got a black belt in taekwondo, but apparently also a black belt in kyokushin. So he just earned his hachidan, which is a big deal <laughs> in kyokushin yeah. karate. I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, you got to like, you got to take hits from the best of them in kyokushin. You know, and he's 62 years old, which is around the, the, the right age for, for uh, hachidan in uh in Kyokushin, um, and uh, from what I read, it says that uh, Mr. Putin is so is really dedicated to the martial arts. I mean, so dedicated. I mean, you know, eat, eat, live, breathe it, that kind of thing. And um, the Russian president says, quote unquote, the martial arts are similar to politics, to see the opponent's strengths and weaknesses. So, wow, there you go. Congratulations on earning your hachidan, Mr. Putin. That's a big deal. That's a big That's deal. Huge. Wow. It is. Awesome. And I've got a couple of other announcements here. Um, these announcements are taken directly from the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. This announcement is from Stephen Perlman, and he's got an article on his website 
that is titled Defensive versus Combative versus What Are the Essential Differences? Mr. Perlman says, I'd like to speak to an issue that actually holds important ramifications for how we are to consider our training in the arts. I should say that at the outset, this post might seem like a more superficial discussion of terminology, but by the end of the piece, I'll hopefully have clarified why this matters a great deal. Read more at his website, www.praxismartialarts.com. That's P-R-A-X-I-S martialarts.com. But if you go to the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page, just uh, just scroll down a little bit and you will see a link to this article. And it's actually, the, the link is actually titled Defensive Versus Combative Versus Fighting. What are the essential differences? Check it out. It's a great, great article. Awesome. Um, another announcement I want to make is by Sifu David Dorian Ross, who was a previous guest here on our show for our uh, Tai Chi show. And uh, for one of our Tai Chi shows, we had several, but he was on one of them. Um, I think it was the um, Tai Chi and marketing myths versus reality, something like that. Um, and uh, David says, heading into the giving season, as if we needed an official reason to share our gifts, right? And I just wanted right. to extend an invitation to some free Tai Chi. He's giving away some free Tai Chi. We already have folks from as far apart as Sydney to Athens who take part in these classes free every day. It's something I can share and I hope you will enjoy. And uh, the link is on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. Just look for David Dorian Ross's name in the post. You just got to scroll down a little bit. Um, and it's a YouTube video, and I've seen some of his free Tai Chi videos, and they're really great. They're made with the beginner in Tai Chi in mind. However, they're great for people with more experience. So give it a check out on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. All righty, that's it for my announcements. What about you, Bob? Cool. Well, I do have a few. We've got in three weeks, we've got Battle for Blood. Down in San Diego, mm-hmm. it's going to be a great tournament. It's, all, all proceeds are going to go to the Female Velium Foundation of Southern California. You're going to have a day of tournament on Saturday, December 13th at the Town & Country Hotel at 500 Hotel Circle North. And there's going to be seminars on Sunday as well as a banquet. These seminars cool. are, given, are going to be given by Frank Dukes, Mark Shuey, uh, Doug Wong, you're also going to have guest appearances by Nick Palma, one of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Then they have just confirmed that uh, TJ Storm is also going to be there. Uh, hey, right on. $5, uh, two event is 35 three event is 45 Full access pass is 100 uh, Registration opens at 7 a.m. Tournament starts Starts promptly at 9 and goes until 4. Uh, they have to be out of there by 5. So this is going to be a great event for anybody who wants to come down and uh, participate in the tournament. I'm going to be judging. We're going to be broadcasting live on Sunday. Uh, we're going to be doing an 11 to 1 show then. And uh, then we, I'm going to go to dinner to their awards banquet. It's going to be a great weekend. Right on. That sounds like it's going to be fun. I wish I could be there, but sadly, I can't. <laughs> now, and I've got another one. 
from the CEO and chairman of the Masters Hall of Fame, Daniel Hecht, officially announces the debut of the new Masters Hall of Fame World News. This show is a program that will air on Masters Hall of Fame World News YouTube channel and Channel 7 in San Diego. Taping begins on December 1st, 2014, and will be hosted by the MHOF's Michelle Manu. It is the right MO, uh, it is a Masters Hall of Fame hope that this this show will be a flagship show for the global martial world to access via YouTube. Masters Hall of Fame World News shall feature Masters Hall of Fame alumni and all others influencing and contributing to the excellence in martial arts. Anybody interested in being a guest or provide or providing breaking news to the show, may email worldnews at mastershalloffame.org. And, you know, there's a lot of things happening in the the Masters Hall of Fame. Some we can share, some we can't. Uh, Last week, I get a call from you that says, is is Daniel Heck trying to get a hold of you? Because he called me and I said, yeah, you know, I was at work. I couldn't answer the phone. I probably would have answered if I had my Bluetooth in. And we mm-hmm. took on new roles to the Masters Hall of Fame this week. I am the Associate Vice President uh, for uh, Alumni Relations. And what is your new role? I am, if I remember correctly, I have been appointed as the executive to the ambassadors of the Masters Hall of Fame. Did I get that right? Yeah, yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, as a matter of fact. So, so what does that mean? You know, I, I, I wondered to myself, does that make me like executive ambassador? Does that make? I don't know. I don't understand. It's like, but I mean, I was really honored at the appointment. Uh-huh. But oh, go ahead, Bob. Oh well, I don't think either one of us knows. I know sort of what. I've always had a mindset what I'm going to be doing with this. You know, I'm going to be contacting the alumni because things are changing. Uh, we're going to, you know, invite the alumni back, get them back in, promote the Association of Masters. Uh, you know, I don't know if, if – I don't, I don't think we're really going to be set in stone until they make the formal announcement of what our duties are going to be. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's exciting, and uh, you know me and Sifu Bob are really honored to uh, take on these roles. It was uh, quite a surprise to both of us, actually. But the neat thing is, is that we really are not going to be, you know, changing anything that we already do as far as um, marketing. Not really marketing. I don't like to use that word marketing, but in a sense, it is uh, marketing the Masters Hall of Fame and proliferating. Um, the the name of the Masters Hall of Fame um, throughout the you know I was going to say throughout the United States but now it's globally because now we've got events going on in Germany I heard Sweden and um, all over the place you know um, and what a great way to start off you know a new beginning for the Martial Arts Hall of Fame than having the 2015 Marsh uh, you know uh, Masters Hall of Fame in Hollywood. I mean Yes, at the famed cool Roosevelt Hotel. How cool is that? How cool is that? 
in the middle of Hollywood, having the Masters Hall of Fame there. I don't know why I call it the Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Um, that's somebody different. <laughs> just, <laughs> Masters and Martial Arts. It's like they, they you know, kind of they gotta go together. Masters Hall they of Fame. Do. Um, but do you know what is so cool about that event being in Hollywood? What's that? It's it's 15 minutes from my house, taking the streets. <laughs> yeah, in a hotel. It's great. We don't have to pay for a hotel. It's right. I, it'll be it'll be so much fun. It'll be, it'll be a blast. so much fun. And it's in Hollywood. And uh, you know, Sifu Bob and I are gonna just be, you know, just busting. Uh, getting getting the word out for this because you know uh, this is a you know we think this is a, a big step for for the Masters Hall of Fame not only going Hollywood but also um, going globally um, you know we're in South America now we're getting into Europe and you know this is it's you know Hanshi Dan, Daniel Heck has a has a lot on his plate and has a lot of vision and we're lucky to have Michelle Manu on. Uh, to help, you know, keep that vision alive and um, for him to do the revamping of um, of the organization and the executive board and stuff like that. It's, uh, you know, it's a big step for him. And uh, me and Sifu Bob are, are uh, ready to help him out with that. So it'll uh, it'll be fun. So, yay. It'll be give blast. Everyone. Just a, just a message to our listeners. Hang out. We're going to have... Uh... Uh, Master Bo Svensson on in about 10 to 15 minutes. So just hang out, yep. hang out for our first segment, call in. We're going to have a blast today. Yeah. All right. Well, with that said, let's let's move on. Let's uh, move on to the health news. Where's my health news thing? I have no idea. Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm just losing buttons all over the place. All right. I just want to go over just a few myths about diabetes, right? I mean, um, every day I'm meeting more and more people that have either type 1 or type 2 diabetes. Um, and I've also found that there's a lot of myths out there versus the realities, a lot of stuff that people believe about the disease. So I'm just going to squell some of them right now. Okay, myth number one, diabetes is not that serious of a disease. Hmm. Fact. If you manage your diabetes properly, you can prevent or delay diabetes complications. However, diabetes causes more deaths a year than breast cancer and AIDS combined. Two out of three people with diabetes die from heart disease or stroke. Myth number two, if you are overweight or obese, you will eventually develop type 2 diabetes. Now, the real fact is, is that being overweight is a risk factor for developing diabetes, but other risk factors such as family history, ethnicity, and age also play a role. Unfortunately, too many people disregard the other risk factors for diabetes and think that weight is the only risk factor for type 2 diabetes. Most overweight people never develop type 2, and many people with type 2 are at normal weight or only moderately overweight. So that kind of puts a, a damper on that particular uh, myth. Myth number three, and this is one I heard all the way up my childhood, eating too much sugar causes diabetes. Now, the real fact is the answer isn't that simple. Type 1 diabetes is actually caused by genetics 
and other unknown factors that trigger the onset of the disease. Type 2 is caused by genetics and lifestyle factors. So being overweight does increase your risk, um, and a diet high in calories from any source contributes to weight gain. Research has shown that drinking sugary drinks is linked to type 2 diabetes. Now, the American Diabetes Association recommends that people should avoid intake of sugar-sweetened beverages to help prevent diabetes. Now, these types of sugar-sweetened beverages include regular soda, fruit punch, fruit drinks, energy drinks, sports drinks, sweet tea, and the generic category of, quote-unquote, other sugary drinks. <laughs> There goes my mojito. I know. There goes my mojito. (laughs) Now, these types of drinks, if you drink them a lot, will raise blood sugar, uh, will raise blood glucose and provide several hundred calories in just one serving. So, just as an example, just one 12 ounce can of regular soda has about 150 calories and 40 grams of carbohydrate. This is the same amount of carbohydrate in 10 teaspoons of sugar, 10. Imagine yeah, imagine eating that. Or one cup of fruit punch and other sugary fruit drinks have about 100 calories or more and 30 grams of carbohydrates. That's crazy. All right. Uh, last myth, there are plenty more, but I'll go ahead and uh, paste the link on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page a little bit later, like maybe after the show. Okay, the last myth that I'm going to go over is people with diabetes can't eat sweets or chocolate. Fact, if eaten as part of a healthy meal plan or combined with exercise, sweets and desserts can be eaten by people with diabetes, believe it or not. There are no more off-limits, quote-unquote, to people with diabetes than there are to people without The key to sweets is to have a very small portion and save them for special occasions so you focus on your meal and on more healthful foods rather than the sweets. All right, those are just a few of myths and realities of uh, type 1 and type 2 diabetes. The whole article link will be posted on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page after the show. So, yay. All right, so with that. With that out of the way, let's get on to one of my favorite segments. Weird News. Weird News. What do we have today? Cops. Naked suspect assault a man 84 years old at an airport. Boston. State police (laughs) say a man stripped inside a woman's bathroom at Boston's Logan Airport Climbed into and climbed into a dropped ceiling, crashed through it, and landed on the floor. Then assaulted an elderly man while he was still naked and bleeding. A motive for the what? bizarre behavior that occurred Saturday in Terminal C isn't known. 26-year-old Cameron Schenk was arrested and on charges including attempted murder, mayhem, assault, and battery on a person over 60 and committed a lewd and lascivious act. Police say the 84-year-old victim suffered serious injuries in the attack. They say Shrank struggled with troopers who arrested him, with one trooper suffering a minor injury. Shank was taken to Massachusetts General Hospital for treatment, 
Police say he will be booked upon release and arraigned in East Boston District Court. A telephone listing for Shank couldn't be located. Which means wow. they're going to try to contact him. Yeah, isn't that a trip? So he uh, <laughs> he he stripped down to dang near nothing. <laughs> right? Let me read that right. again. He he stripped down to dang near nothing and then assaulted an elder. Was he like on, what was he smoking? You know? He must have been on something. Because <laughs> he didn't just strip. He stripped in a woman's bathroom. Then he climbed up into a drop ceiling and then fell through it. Then he attacked wow. his man with innocent bystanders. Yeah, exactly. That's that's probably what I was saying when I read the, the news article. Like, what was this guy doing or thinking, or how mentally stable was this guy? Yeah, that's that's nuts. It just goes to show, folks. You know, don't don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs. You, you won't exactly. know what bathroom to go into. All right, let's move on to entertainment news, everybody. Okay, Cheryl Hines of uh, Modern or of uh, what was she on? She was on. Uh, <laughs> she well, she was in Herbie the Love Bug, uh, and she also did uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm with uh, Larry David. That was where she was. Cheryl Hines says huh. the Kennedys would welcome Miley Cyrus with open arms. Uh, TMC caught Cheryl, who, by the way, is awesomely hot and smart at LAX on Friday and asked her if life, if life is different now that she's a Kennedy. She married Robert Kennedy Jr. last August. Cheryl was pretty candid, saying the Kennedy compound is a lot tamer than in the Teddy heyday. But their hmm. photographer couldn't let her go without asking if Miley would be accepted if she followed in her shoes now that Miley's dating Patrick Schwarzenegger. And Patrick that is his son? Yeah, and of course, being a son of Maria Shriver makes you a Kennedy by, by blood. Wow. And Maria Shriver was related to the Kennedys. And, huh. you know, once, when, when Arnold ran for governor, Maria Shriver was actually a newscaster in Los Angeles. And because she was a Kennedy as well, she quit her job as being a newscaster because it would create a conflict of interest mm, because okay. she was a, a, a political no she wasn't a leader or anything she was just married to the political party of, of that the Kennedys belonged to and right, now, right. Like, now Miley's dating her son so now somehow mm. in some sick twisted way Miley's related to a Kennedy <laughs> and I'm trying to put it all together and it makes no sense it still doesn't make sense. I I followed it a little bit, but then I just kind of lost it. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> wow, wild. And well, that is my entertainment news for November twenty third. Right on. Well, let's go ahead and uh, take a short break, maybe about three minutes. And when we come back, listeners, we will have actor and martial artist Bo Svensson joining us so don't go anywhere we'll be back in about three minutes hey mma fighter jason mayhem miller here 
School bullying and cyberbullying statistics are increasingly viewed as an important contributor to youth violence, including homicide and suicide. Let's kick bullying together. Go to we'rekickingit.com. This is Annie Lennox of Eurythmics for RAD. Please don't drink and drive. And don't drive if someone else has been drinking. Thank you. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This is Guru Rocky Twitchell of Citrus Heights, California, and you are listening to the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show. Packers. Vikings. We come from different places. Uptown. Downtown. We come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But when we live united, we make a real difference in the building blocks of life. Children succeed in school. Families gain financial stability. The health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly so do our communities. Real change won't happen without you. Live Live United. United. So give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? You can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio. All right, welcome back, listeners. You're just now tuning in. This is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita and Robert. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. And for some reason, my part of the control board is all being messed up. <laughs> Nice. I was uh, me and Sifu, yeah, me and Sifu Bob were in the green room, and we were gonna call uh, Bo Svensson, and I realized that I, I don't know what happened. My 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 phone button disappeared. So this is what I'm gonna do, listeners. I'm gonna refresh my control board, um, and I, I'm confident I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose the call. But let's just let's just see what happens, shall we? Here we go. Right, right. Oh, yeah, you're still on. Thank you, Bob. And Bob. Up. <laughs> okay. okay, there we go. We're fine. We're fine now. Okay. All right, <laughs> we are fine. So my my phone my phone icon finally popped up, and uh, I don't I don't know what happened there. That was kind of weird. But I have a phone icon. Am I still coming okay. in? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. So we're gonna give. Um, after Bo Svensson a call, and uh, when he answers, Sifu Bob will bring him on and uh, introduce him to the rest of our listening audience. So here we go. We are dialing. Let's see here. All right. We don't want him in the screening room, so let's bring him on. And here we go. We're calling Bo at his office. And it's dialing. And it's taking forever to die. Yep, this is Bo. 
Good evening. Hello. Oh, how are you? This is uh, Bob Deal from the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show. Oh, is it today we're having our talk or tomorrow? <laughs> no, it, it is today. And, and see, and one thing Rusty Bo does like to do is mess with me. See, I do call him a friend. And it's up to this interview now. If at the end of this interview, I can still do that. <laughs> okay. You know, I uh, there is such uh, uh, Bob. Uh, this is Bob Deal, right? Yes, it is, sir. Okay. There, there is such an unpleasant echo uh, that interferes with your otherwise mellifluous voice. <laughs> Oh, Bob! <laughs> you know, it distorts. It distorts your voice, Bob. You sound like a poor copy of Boris Karloff. <laughs> oh no! You know, Bob. I think now if Bo is if Bo is hearing it, but I'm not, then it's 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 got to be something with your phone. And how it connects. Well, um, you know, hello, darling. Hi, hi, hi. Darling. Hello, darling. You sound very nice. Bob. Oh, well, thank you, Bob, say something, Bob. What, what do you want me to say? Well, yeah. We, 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 yeah. Um, okay, well, we can probably... <laughs> Push through this. <laughs> I, I, I think we'll be okay, Bob. If you um, I know it's I know it's a pain in the ass, but we're gonna have to take the headset out for this one. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> what headset? Oh, okay. wait. That, who 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 just said what headset? Who said that? That was Bob. That was me. Yeah. But then you sounded good, young man. You sounded very, very good. <laughs> so go back to the off with the headset, please. Okay, I'll, I'll go back to off with the headset. I'll just hold my phone. <laughs> there you go. There you there go. You. You're a, you're a fine Sorry human being. That. All right. Well, let's. All right. Go We're having you. so much fun. Are we are, are we on the air? Yeah, we, we are, are live. on the air. I I feel so badly. I feel badly for our listeners who, for four or five minutes, had to listen to a repartee about tonal qualities. <laughs> That's okay, Bo, because you know it never fails. Like there's always something that goes wrong with one of our one of our control boards. So it's we're yeah we're kind of used to it, and the listeners are too. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to turn the Life mic over good. to. Yes, it is. I'm going to turn the mic yeah. over to Sifu Bob and Bob. If you could introduce, reintroduce, Mr. Zinzin reintroduce. To our Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, this great. is a this is a gentleman who's who's had a career that has stemmed several decades that other actors dream of having. Uh, until a few years ago, I did not have, I had no idea he was also a martial artist, a very accomplished judo practitioner that earned his shodan before I was even born. Help me welcome to the show, mm-hmm. Master Bo Svensson. Hello. 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 A round of applause. 
Okay, let, 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 let's do that applause. Let, let's do that ovation one more time, please. Yes, sir. Here we go. Ah. Ah, the roar of the grease paint, the smell of the crowd. Or was it the other way around? <laughs> it, I guess it depends on what concert you go to. <laughs> that, that's true. Or, yes. yes. Or what, what people are smoking. Um, so anyhow, here we are. And, and how are things there in Radio Land? Everything's awesome over here in Radio Land, Bo. And, you know, I, on behalf of me and Bob, we just want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to join us today. Because, you know, a lot of our listeners had no clue that you are an accomplished practicing martial artist. So this is really, oh, okay. going to be really cool for our, listening, for our listeners to, to kind of get a, a feel of Bo Spence and not only the actor, but also the martial artist. It'll be, it'll be kind of cool. So with that said, with that wonderful ovation, in fact, I think we should give Bo another one. Here we go. Just, just, for, just for fun. <laughs> oh, the, the sincerity in that ovation. Yeah. Magnificent. Magnificent. It, it, it was it, awesome. I, I, I have beads of perspiration on my upper lip. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So I'm going to invite our listeners to call in, and they can join the, the fun. Uh, we are at listeners 347 and we have actor and martial artist Bo Svensson joining us. So with that said, Bo, um, since yeah. our listeners are probably wondering, get to the point, can you tell our listeners a little bit of, about how you got started in the martial arts and what made you choose these arts? No, um, NSA has told me I may not talk about that. Oh. <laughs> okay, all kidding aside. Yeah, let's get that yum right. Well, I I could hear I could hear the wheels going. NSA. No, here. What is that? Yeah. Natrium. Yeah. Na- salt. Na- 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 national security. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 1960. Japan. I was a U.S. Marine. I remember it as if it were yesterday. The bars. The cigarette smoke. The noise. The squeals of delight from the ladies. <laughs> uh, what kind of show is this? What are we doing here? <laughs> this, you're you're fitting in absolutely swimmingly because that's exactly what this show is all about. <laughs> very good, very good, very good. We love to have Anyhow, you have make fun a long let le, make a, making a long story short. I earned my shodan. Uh, first degree black belt at the Kodokan Yudan Shakai, which is in Tokyo. I earned my Shodan and Nidan in Aikido from Nakano Sensei, Yeshige Nakano in Yamaguchi Ken, also in Japan. And uh, then, uh, then I ended up, uh, we had a little police action in Southeastern Asia. 
1966, I, uh, I was discharged from the Marine Corps. I am a disabled veteran. Uh, my hair was bent. Um, and uh, after that, I, I didn't do much uh, in uh, any of the martial arts until 2009, when I, <laughs> by mistake, opened a box I hadn't seen for many, many, many years, mm. found my old judogi, put it on, and it tore. My body had oh, no. changed over the years. <laughs> but my, my, what's called the Kroobi, which means, you guys, you, you know that that means in Japanese, black belt. It was there, but the damn thing had shrunk. I couldn't believe it. Whereas when I tied it back then, the ends hung down five, six, seven, eight inches. Now they barely protruded past the knot. So anyhow, I went out and, and I got myself a new judogi because it seemed like a good idea. Went to Sotel Judo Dojo and managed to embarrass myself. But uh, after a couple of months of, uh, of uh, that, I competed in the uh, U.S. National Judo Championships and earned a silver, which wasn't bad considering I'd been away from judo for 44 years or whatever. Mm. Would someone please take 1960 away from 2009? What do we get? Mm-hmm. 49 years. 49 years? Yeah. 49. Yeah. Long time. Mm-hmm. Long time. But anyhow, so I did that, and then a couple of years ago, uh, I competed. I bro- you know, uh, I had broken, I broke my ribs. I, bro- uh, I, I have had a, a whole bunch of injuries um, that attest to my advanced age. But anyhow, yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, I competed in the World Championships and ended Whoa. up with a shared... For, uh, got a bronze, which is not bad for an old fart like me. So anyhow, there you have it. Wow! Oh, but then, now, but, now, but see, oh, then, you you stepped on the mat with people well, half or or more than half your age. What was going through your mind? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, we compete against thirty year olds. It doesn't matter if wow. we are a hundred. If the uh, in the open when you do the open uh, at the world championships, man, there are thirty year olds there, and they have no respect for old people. They just throw your ass on the ground, on the mat as as they would like. But oftentimes they don't manage to do that because old guys are stubborn. Mm. Yes, they mm. are. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But hey, guys, I wanna, uh, you know, uh, but if I may, are, or are we going to stop for a commercial? Oh, no, we're fine. Or does Bob need to go and take a leak? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> he, he refrained from drinking beer before the show, so we're, we're good. 
<laughs> we could. Maybe, okay. Maybe for this show, I shouldn't have refrained as much. <laughs> right. But anyhow, uh, okay, so, you know, because I don't want to bore you, so I'll just breeze right through this stuff. So I am a fourth-degree black belt in judo, and uh, actually, they probably gave that to me because, you know, out of respect for old age and stuff. But they've also given me one in Aikido. Isn't that amazing? Mm. Um, what else? Oh, yes. I am ranked uh, as a, uh, uh, I am actually a national and Olympic coach. So, wow. uh, yeah, so I have this little, I have this little nice, it's a ID thing. It's got my photo and it's got the Olympic rings and all of that. And then it says my name and, and national coach. So I do that. However, more importantly, people, I, uh, a year ago, um, a good friend of mine, the head sensei at Hollywood Judo, Philippe Moratti, um, with that rotten name, uh, he was actually born in Sweden. Uh, his uh, mother is French. His father was Italian. He's a hell of a fine judoka and a wonderful, wonderful judo sensei. Uh, so, uh, and I've been uh, coaching there and other places. But anyhow, so Philippe called me and he said, Hey, Bo, why don't you make a movie about Rusty Kanakogi? And, you know, in 2009, when I got back into judo, I had seen uh, somewhere it said that Rusty Kanakogi, uh, a lady, a Jewish girl from Brooklyn, uh, who had trained at the Kodokan a year after I was there, that she had died. And I remembered oh. at the time that uh, it, it, in 1961 or 62, uh, uh, while the bullets were flying, someone had mm. muttered in the foxhole that this red-haired Jewish girl is uh, doing judo at the Kodokan. And I said, well, women aren't allowed there. And then a grenade landed and shit happened and but whatever um and then so now we can cut from there to uh yeah 2009 i heard she had died and uh i knew her aunt who was married to the world-renowned painter jackson pollock bob do you own a jackson pollock painting no i don't I, okay, that would account for you hosting a radio show, because if you did, that painting might be worth $20 million. Yes, sir. Whoa. All right. Anyhow, so I wrote this, so over the last year, I, uh, okay, so I acquired a life story rights to Rusty Kanakogi. Do we have time for a little anecdote? Absolutely. Yes. Hello? Are you alive, yes. people? Yes. Hello? I am. I am. We're here. Oh, okay. Here's a little anecdote. When Rusty Kanakogi, or Kanakogi in 1950, here's what happened. In 1959, Rusty was an unwed mother, and somehow she had gotten interested in judo. This was now in Brooklyn, New York. You know, it's that hellhole east of here. And so she had gotten interested in judo, but they wouldn't let her learn judo. So she cut her hair to look like a boy. 
And a couple of years later, she uh, disguised herself as a young man and competed in the New York State Judo Championship, which she won. She won the damn thing. She beat the reigning champion. So she's standing on the podium. She has just received the gold medal. And someone said, excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Are are you a girl? And she said, yes. And don't call me sir. And they took the medal back. Anyhow, Rusty vowed to change how women were treated in sports, particularly in judo. And she worked for years and got women's judo accepted as an Olympic sport. Anyhow, so I wrote a movie about this. Uh, I, I, you know, I acquired Rusty's life story rights, and then I wrote the movie, and then I contracted Kayla Harrison, America's first Olympic gold medalist in judo, man or woman. I contracted Kayla to portray Rusty in the movie. Have I bored you now? Are you guys bored? Because don't, you don't say anything. No, we're, this is where we... Sh- you're like E.F. Hutton right now. We're just shutting up and listening. Oh, okay. All right. So anyhow, so I got back uh, yesterday from Boston, uh, spent some time uh, with Kayla she's, uh, who uh, and uh, investment bankers and our equity investors and what have you. So we are scheduled to commence principal photography of this movie um, May 4th, 2015. By the way, it, this is pretty cool, guys. Huh. Rusty Kanakogi, that, that was her uh, married name. Her maiden name was Raina Glickman. And it's a wonderful thing. At a place in Japan, there's a, uh, a, 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 a huge, beautiful Japanese memorial site, uh, Kumamoto, it's called. And then, so you see all these uh, uh, headstones uh, uh, with Japanese in scripture. And then at the tombstone of Japan's most important samurai, the samurai Kano Kogi. There is the name name? Reina Glickman. So her ashes, she was so revered that they placed her ashes next to those of the samurai Kanokogi. How about that? Wow. That's, wow. that's amazing. That is, wow. You mean, wow, I didn't bore you. So I have not bored you. No, no, not no. at all. That was incredible. Oh, okay. wow. oh, good. All right. Are we done? No. <laughs> Not quite. 
I do want to know what you, what is your role in the USA Judo's uh, Masters Committee? Uh, I'm the chairman. What, I know, I what? can't even spell it, but they made me chairman. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you do? What I, do I, I, I vacillate. Is it spelled? Uh, you know, because, you know, I was born in Sweden, and, and we don't spell very well over there. So is it chairman, C-H, or it S-H, chairman? Uh, anyhow, it doesn't matter, but that's what I am, yes. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I do. Very good. What, what is the committee's uh, focus? What do they do? I have no idea. They haven't told me. <laughs> but we have these wonderful, we have these wonderful meetings. You know, we we go on cruise ships uh, for uh, uh, weeks on end to strange places, and and we see each other while the ship is underway. We see each other here and there. We say hello, hey, how are you? Well, good, good to see you. Um, and um, and it's a wonderful way to uh, uh, to spend taxpayers' money. It, it, uh, so we do like, uh, you know, like if we were senators or congressmen, you know, we have the best mm-hmm. time and, and there's no guilt whatsoever because others did it before us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very cool. Well, you, you know, Rusty, we have somebody on the line, on, on air well, with us yeah, right you now. Well, 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 Bob, what I just said now was I said in fun Everything prior to that was deadly serious, but you got so serious, Bob, I felt that I needed to tell a little something for fun, to, to, to lighten the moment. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. My family doesn't think I'm funny anyway, so they don't think oh, I'm funny. Oh, I think you're you. hilarious, man, but then again, I... I I I I I have a very weird sense of humor. Okay, you got somebody online, so should I get off now? No, no. I was going to say, you know, we've got somebody online, probably one of the only people in the world that played Leave Garrett's father in the seventies. What? Okay. Uh, 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 you have Joe Don Baker or or me? You. <laughs> we don't have Joe. Oh, Don. okay. But I do want to talk about your acting career because you've had, like I yeah. said, you've had an acting career that that most most people would even only dream of. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah, it. Some call it dreams. Others call it nightmares. I mean, it's all <laughs> in a word. But uh, you said that you have somebody holding someone on the line. No, I meant you. Oh, me. Yeah, that's right. I'm holding. I'm online <laughs> now, here. Yes, now, what, what got you started acting? When I saw you at the Masters a couple months ago, I had told you that I had seen you on Flipper, and you said that was your first real acting job. What made you get into acting? The girls. <laughs> I had that feeling because he was – when I had dinner with you a few years ago, you were just talking to every every, every girl that you, – you left me for a minute and started talking to people we didn't even know. Well, I mean, don't don't take it personally, but clearly I, I prefer to hang out with a more capable gender, which would be the female gender. <laughs> and Rusty would agree. Oh. I would agree. But it's true. I would agree. It's true. 
All the world would not be as screwed up as it is if we let the women do their thing. And then if they would let us do our thing with them, you see? I mean, it, 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 the world would be a much better place. There's a very joke true. somewhere very around true. about that. Yeah, there's a there's a meme on the internet about there's there's like some like some joke on the internet about you know what would happen if you know women ruled the world or something like that. And it would, that, that <laughs> no, to- listen, listen, that's not that. Let's make it another four-letter word. Let's make that a wish, not yeah. a joke. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we wish. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll have to find it, though. It's on the Internet somewhere. But, um, so, flip, wait a minute. Flipper. Okay, so, Bob, Flipper, you mean as in, like, the dolphin? Uh, that, that, as, that in, as in the dolphin, yes. That's right. Oh. That was my – that was – well, actually – yeah, on in movies and television, that was my first job. And you and, had a big uh, part, I, though. That wasn't like a little part in a, in a, a show. That was a big part of that TV series. Well, I don't know how big. What what big part are you talking about? Uh, what what did you play in Flipper? You played a. a oh, you're talking show. about what I played. Oh, yeah, um, it was a big part. Well, I was I was the guest banana, uh, upstaged by a mammal, another mammal. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's been downhill ever since. Oh, Crap, sure over the years, you know. I mean, come on. I start out with Flipper and end up with. Lee Marvin, Robert Redford, uh, who else? Oh, what's his name? The the Eastwood guy. What, what's his name? Clint Eastwood. Uh, yeah, Clint, small yeah. Guy. yeah. Uh, the Clint guy. The Clint guy. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, started out right at the top with um, with um, uh, with with that fish. Yep. Of course, that was probably the, one of the most popular shows back in the '60s. Was Flipper? Well, yeah. <laughs> what else did people have to do? That's all they did. You know, people didn't work in those days. They just stayed home, watched uh, Flipper and reruns of Flipper. That uh, mm-hmm. uh, that was America, man. That was the Nirvana. That was America at its best. They call it Flipper time. Now, I I do want to discuss about the the project that you are producing, the one that you mentioned uh, about Rusty. Uh, You are, as far as I I know, you're trying to raise money for the production. Is that true? Not really. We're giving money away. (laughs) I want to get in on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I want to be on the cast. Well, you know. All, all seriousness aside, um, yes, uh, we the bu- bu- movie's budget is seven million dollars. Um, that's what they spend one day on any one of those other robot movies. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, $7 million budget, and uh, so I travel around the world 
world raising money for the movie and offer and we we give a very very good deal by the way we give our equity investors they get their money back plus 25% profit before my little company gets a penny and then we split 50-50 for 10 years so there you have it Wow, that is a very good deal. Now, Rusty, refresh my memory. How is you sent me the link? How are you actually trying to raise funds? You've got an online uh, fundraising campaign. Well, what we have is we, no, What we have is we have a what's called a crowdsourcing site. Uh, it's called supportdon'tcallmesir.com. Support, don't call me sir.com. But then we also have an SEC registered uh, private placement memorandum for those with serious bucks, you know. And so in Boston this uh, this past week, I, I raised three, little, uh, maybe three and a half million dollars. So we're doing very well, and, uh, and uh, we're going to start filming May 4th. And uh, you, you want to come to uh, East Coast there, uh, Bobby Baby, and uh, be an extra in the movie? Or do you want to take my job as director? I, I would love to you take your be, job as you director. We're, we're happy if we get invited to the red carpet, though, if it's in Los Angeles. Absolutely. No, I, I, the, red, the world premiere will probably be in Boston because the majority of our investors are from Boston. Taylor lives in Boston. And um, yeah, and they have very good seafood there. And I really, really, I gravitate toward food a lot. Often. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll hang out with Bo because, you know, I'm a foodie myself and it's like the place I've always wanted to visit was Boston. Uh, I've, I've already been to Baltimore. I've already been to Maryland and had, you know, food there because I thought, you know, the seafood there was pretty good. But next I want to go to Boston and then New York for food. And I'll, well, I'll you know, did, do, we know <laughs> do we know why? Well, first off, you know, I, I'd like to know how Maryland got the name. And I don't, I, I how is it <laughs> that they named a major city in America after me? Bose Town. Oh. Well, and then they simplified it and they call it Boston, you know, which I don't mind. I don't mind, but uh, although personally, I prefer Bose Town and, uh, instead of Boston, you know what I mean? Boston. Anyhow, that was just an aside. Yeah. Oh, I think, very, I think it's very East, good. I think it's I think it's the East Coast accent that turned Boys Town into Boston. <laughs> Boys Town became Boston. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. The, the seafood is very good there. I, I Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now, your your biggest part, as far as far as I know, back to back to the acting was no, no. You can't talk about my biggest. No, no, no. This is a it's a clean show, Bob. Let let let's uh, let's uh, keep parts out of it, okay? I mean, I know I I know how I'm I am built, and I don't need for anybody else to know that. (laughs) 
<laughs> Rusty, you thought I was bad? I'm not even close. I'm uh, loving okay. this. You know, <laughs> let me give the phone number out here, Bob. Our phone number here. <laughs> Listeners, if you're listening and you're having a blast listening to Bose Vincent, give us a call. Join the fun. 347-677-0699. Give us a call. All right, back to you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got to be very careful on how I word this. One of your <laughs> one of the major roles you played, of course, was Buford Puster in the seventies and the Walking Tall series. How did you actually land that role after Do after uh, uh, Joe Don had done the first Walking Tall? You did two, and you did uh, Final Chapter, and of course the TV series. How did that come about? Right. Uh, the the producers had crappy judgment. Um, I guess. Uh, all the gay guys were busy uh, uh, pretending to be macho, and and uh, and I don't know how it is they they uh, they ended up uh, thinking about me, and uh, I don't know. You know, they came and asked me, "Can you pretend to be dumb and talk with a southern accent?" And I said, uh, "I'll give it a shot." And then they said, "We'll pay you." I said, "I will do it." <laughs> <laughs> They spoke the universal language. Now, did you, when you were doing this as a movie, did you ever expect it to turn into a TV series? You know, those were, it was in my drinking days. I never thought about the following day because if I did, then I would be anticipating the headache. So why would I spend that moment the way I did, knowing that there's going to be a headache the following day? So I never really did think about the future. Oh, very good. Well, and you're right. Back then, that was that was it. You know, I I, uh, I used to um, not hang out, but I knew uh, John Agar, and I went to school. Oh, with you kids. knew John Agar? Oh my goodness! Oh, he lived down the street. And, and he still talked to people like the, Oh, Bob. I can't believe you knew him. Yeah, I went to school with this kid. They lived in Burbank, right? Get literally, couple yards from me. Oh my. Goodness, and you and oh, what an experience! Did it was. Did, are you going to write the book about that? No, I didn't know the old man that well, but I knew him. And but he was talking about the John Wayne drinking days and how the directors wow. had to control that. Uh, really? Back then, it was nothing. Now you worked with some top names. I well, mean, you know, in some countries, what they do is uh, to control drinking, they nail your hands to the table. And uh, that seems to uh, that seems to help a lot. You know, in my <laughs> drinking days, that would have only slowed me down. Yeah. Why? <laughs> right. now, That's the way what, Bob did his sit-ups back then. <laughs> up and then bend over, pick up the, pick up the glass with his teeth, sit up and back down. <laughs> sit up. <laughs> That's how it worked back then. Now, what as an actor and as a martial artist, what is your most memorable? Don't call me names, Bob. Do not call me names. This is well, supposed, was, we're supposed to be friendly here. So, so there well, you, you go, should, calling me names. You, you should hear the conversation, Rusty and I are going to have after the show. <laughs> okay. Now, what is your what is your your most m- memorable part as an actor? What what? Just, just <laughs> I, it's the same part I've had all these years, and it has served me so well. Really? Now, did you ever? Now, I don't know if he was dead at the point or not. Did you ever meet Buford Pusser? No, uh, uh, no, he was dead. He which was is how I got okay. the job. 
That's oh, how I got the job. He had to die Bob. for you to get the job. That's right. <laughs> it, it, just, it was his dying wish. Out here. It was his dying wish that I would uh, that I would portray him in 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 the movies. Well, and you did you did very well. And Rosie was saying right. be, before we started that it was one of her favorite TV shows growing up, and her father's as well. Yeah, wow. because my dad and I really loved seeing the bad guys, you know, get their asses handed to them. You know, it wow. justice, right? And that was just something that my dad, like, was really into. And, of course, you know, since he was in charge of the TV <laughs> at the time, you know, we I, I ended up watching it. And I'm like, wow, you know, th- this is actually kind of cool. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and it was I forgot what day it was on over here in Seattle. I think it was on on Thursday night. Um, and that was something that Dad and I watched. And, you know, every time that big old stick came out, <laughs> it was like, yeah, go get him. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> well, and it was funny when Bo, when Bo and I was ha- were having dinner. Uh, you know, you remember back when I was going there. But, uh, but Bob, you kept touching my knee, and I didn't like that. I, I know. It was, <laughs> I was getting a little close, so he had to leave all of a sudden. Yeah, you but, were getting all sentimental and, and tried to grab my thigh and stuff. And I, I just, I, I never understood that just because, uh, well, anyhow, that was then, and this is now, and I, I, I believe that you've, uh, you've had some hormone shots, and, and you feel much better. That's good. I, I do actually, but remember Rusty a couple of years ago they were doing all these reruns of the A Team and and they did a Walking Tall and that was one of the only ones I remember. Oh, Bo and I were talking yeah. about it that they should have had him on as a cameo, him and Joe Don. Yeah. And yeah. Was a shame. I agree. I, I agree. I, yeah. I, I I figured you would. Now, uh, what role you you've been involved in the Mass of Fame for the last. Few years. That's how you and I met. You were inducted, and you've been a uh, MC for a couple of years as well. Uh, do you have a role with the organization, or do you just sort of get the phone call? Would you like to MC again? No, no. If 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 they can't if they can't get any good people, then they come and ask me. You know, and they usually ask me the day before. Uh, oh, it's sort of like I did. <laughs> Yeah, right, you know. Well, it's understandable. You know, you try to get some good people, and if you can't, then go get both. No. No. Yeah, No, and you saw Rusty. He makes a a wonderful MC. Uh, I've had people come up to me and say, did you tell him to say that? Because the first year you did do, you were the MC, one of my inductees was his girlfriend at the time, now they're married, she was pregnant, and I don't. I don't know if you saw it right. or not. Okay, but but Bob, I, I, Bob, I had nothing to do with that. Well, well that I did know. <laughs> I had nothing to do with her being pregnant. <laughs> but he commented about uh, that guy not being able to keep in his pants or something, and I got people coming up to me. Did you tell him to say that? It was hilarious. Yeah, you, uh, ev- everything risque that I ever said in life, Bob, came from you. <laughs> I, I'm glad you finally recognized that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And and I'm going to take out a full page in the in L.A. Times and, and make it a point to, to uh, uh, that everyone knows. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Now I've got a quick question, Bo, and this is kind of like away from the acting. I have a quick answer. Away from the acting. Um, You know what's your you know? Yes, no, maybe. Enjoyed martial arts for yes, no, maybe. Yes, the the fact that actually answers that that was my answer. No, I'm I I'm sorry. I I'm I'm being flipped. I shouldn't be that. No, that's that's okay. We right. we, we love it. So a lot of people fun. doing martial arts movies, yes. Mm, well, um, a lot of people do martial arts for different reasons. You know, like people that do judo because they, you know, some because they like to do judo. Some people like to do karate because of the traditional aspect. What, what do you love most about judo or, or the martial arts in general? Oh gosh, um, I don't know. I had to pull out some funky question, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I don't know that. Uh, you know, well, I mean, all people—people people generally feel differently about different things. You know, it's—it's it's something that is so unique to the individual that. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people do judo because they like to roll around with other guys in white pajamas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Were you one of those guys? Pardon me? Were you Don't lisp when you say that, Bob. I was taking a drink. <laughs> I choked on myself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, say that again, Bob. <laughs> I said, were you one of those guys? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I don't understand the question. Hence, I can't provide an answer. You can't provide an answer. answer. Okay. No. no. Now, now we always get into an, an ego portion because you you happen to be in the two industries that are so ego driven. We've been very fortunate on our show. We've never had any egotists and 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 so forth. Uh, God, I forgot where I was going with this. Uh, nice. Yeah, you uh, did. Uh, your ego got in the way there. My ego got in the way, and I forgot. Uh, oh, I don't you hate it. Now, don't you hate that? Now, <clears throat> I do. Uh, have Have you had to deal with a lot of ego over the years? Because you're not a never, woman. really, never, in- never in in the forty some odd years that I've been in in the film entertainment industry have I ever ever had to deal with uh, egos or any derivatives thereof. Wow, that's, that's wow, I'm actually surprised because yeah. of and, the names uh, that you've dealt with. Speaking speaking of that, you know, I have this bridge that uh, uh, that <laughs> I inherited and and uh it's a wonderful bridge, Bob. Um it, it would. It, you, it's something that you would like to own. It, it doesn't <laughs> happen to be in Brooklyn. <laughs> yes, yes. As a matter of fact, it, it yes, it, um, it it hooks right into uh, uh, Manhattan, and and you can make a lot of money on this bridge. Uh, you know, you put up a little stand, and then you can charge people as they uh, cross the bridge. And just don't charge them too much, because you know, I mean, I don't ask for much money for the bridge, and and 
and uh, it's there. You, you just pay for it and go there and, and, and enjoy your new property. You know, he says it was such a go, straight Pop. phase. I just kept going, Rusty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, and if you're lucky with that bridge, Bob, you can actually go to Boston <laughs> with it. Just, just add a few more. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. This is so true. If you, that's right. If you go in in one particular direction on that bridge, you can end up in Boston. So the the bridge serves many functions, and if you don't want to go to Boston, you'd go the other way on the bridge, and you don't have to go to Boston. Mm-hmm. Where so would I end up? It's it's a, a very unique bridge. You love it, and you'll be very proud. You can get yourself one of those little captain's hats, you know, and stand there, and there's. And say, hi, I'm Bob. I, I own this bridge. You know, it's, it could be a wonderful experience for you. <laughs> Get the bridge. Oh, my God. Get the bridge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wow. forgot where I was in my questions. I, I completely <laughs> forgot. I, see, now I'm talking about bridges. And, oh, I know where I know. I'm at. Said, I know. Where are you at? I'm I'm at the Oh, Palisades I'm in Pacific Palisades. Where are you? Yeah, and I'm in Seattle, you know, wishing that Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I hear rain yeah. there. It's good for the garden. It does. It does, and that's right. my nickname is Rusty. Yeah. Yeah, I, I But it, also you really get well. fungus and all kinds of stuff and all that humidity. Yes, I know. And and banana slugs. The long Oh, yeah. Oh, big ones. Big ones. Are, and they come in Yeah. Big banana slugs. Yeah. Different colors and everything. Joe Baba banana. Yeah, Very exotic. Colors. They are. Very exotic. They're really cool. <laughs> and <laughs> Bob oh, is What was your question, Russ? He's going to get us off topic again. I know. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was my bad. Um, I, I was talking about the Masters Hall of Fame. I'm just having so much fun. Fun. This is so much I fun know. joking around, but great. I'm, sure the, I'm, sh- I'm sure the listeners will probably go, "Wow, what's going on?" Um, we're having fun. What so- listeners? It that you don't. <laughs> I know. That's such a trick, man. You guys don't have any listeners because none of them have called in. Yes, I know. So how do you know you have listeners if they don't call in? If I could find my chat board. I'd be able to find out. And that's the yes, weird we thing about Yes, we do have listeners my... on chat, but that doesn't tell us who's listening on their smartphones, on the web. and That's the wonky thing about our control board, Bo, is that it doesn't tell us anything except chat board, promoting the show, and a whole bunch of sound effects, and that's it. It doesn't tell us anything else. Like, who's, you know, who's listening from where, which kind of sucks. We have to wait till after the show, and then we find out who's been listening live and... Who's archiving listening? It, it's 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 weird. That, that that is so complicated. It's it's almost like a moonshot. <laughs> oh yeah, you need yeah, engineers to come in and yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much. But the uh, as far as the Masters Hall of Fame, you were an awesome MC um, this this year, and I, I I'm curious, how did you get involved with the Masters Hall of Fame? Were you asked by the by our CEO, Dan Heck, to be? No, I was lonely and didn't know what to do, so I asked if I could. I heard that there would be a lot of people there, and I wanted to meet people, so I 
I I got in touch with uh, <laughs> with uh, the organizer, and and he was so kind and said, "Yeah, come on over." You you oh, were you know you were just you were you were so cool. <laughs> it was it was like yes, <laughs> a sense of humor for our MC. It's awesome. Loved it. That was great. It was great. <laughs> It was. It was. There was a lot of a lot of great uh, comments about the choice for MC. So it was like, woo! You know, I, 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 I got that sense of humor, especially for that evening. And then, and then I had to, I, I had to turn it back in at midnight because otherwise <laughs> they would charge me another day for it. <laughs> you had to dial it back. Too bad you can't keep those things, you know. <laughs> Oh, that yeah, that that was <laughs> that was awesome. Oh my goodness. Um, I had another. So about so that. anyhow, I I have to go now because I have to okay. lock up the chickens. If I don't lock up the chickens, then the coyotes or the bobcat or well, we also have cougars here. So then they come and. No, no, I don't, man. These these chickens. Um, uh, we have two brown and then one gold and one black and white kind of speckled, and I call them Goldie and Speckles Aww. and brown one and brown two. But anyhow, I, I need to go and take care of that now. So I really appreciate that you guys called because I didn't know what to do with myself this past hour, and <laughs> and now you helped me pass that hour. That was very nice there of you. you. See, you guys awesome. are humanitarians. There, yeah. That's the first time yes, I've ever been for... called that. I've been called a lot of things too. Never. Well, there you go. Not a human. Humanitarians. Okay, guys. Awesome. A big oh, hug to you both, and that does not make me gay. Even though, if I was gay, who would care? I mean, Jesus, what's it? What's the big difference? What's the big deal? Both. You know what I mean? Anyhow, exactly. so a big hug to you both. Well, maybe when she uh, comes down in uh, March, maybe we'll go do lunch or something while she's here. If you're uh, around, what? what? If you're around in March when she comes down to California, maybe. Who is she? Maybe, uh, Rusty. Oh, the girl I just talked to there? Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, I want to meet yeah. you. Yeah, yeah we'll, but we'll I don't want Bob to be around. But I don't <laughs> want Bob to be around. Just you and me, okay? <laughs> he doesn't like to be alone. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Got to go. Thank you, sir. Thank right. you. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Well, that was actor and martial artist Bo Svensson. What a hilarious guy. Oh, my goodness. If there's any actor out there that that doesn't fit the, you know, the stereotypical, like, hoity-toity, you know, entitled, egotistical framework, it's Bo. You know, boy, does he know how to dance around questions so we forget what we asked him? Oh, I know, and, and that was the fun part. And you know, listeners, I want you guys to know that you know, uh, when when I met him very briefly at the Masters Hall of Fame, you know, the man is as professional as professional can be when he needs to be, and uh, when he needs to be a martial artist, he's a martial artist. Um, but you know, today. I had a feeling that today was just going to be, you know, a, a riot. It was going to be absolutely hilarious and absolutely fun. And that's, you know, that's how I like to to know Boaz, you know, instead of just some actor. You know, and he's he's actually not a has-been. He's actually uh, recently been 
um, in a movie. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, I think it was, uh, oh, shoot. I just had it. (laughs) 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 I just had, let's see. Um, Anyway, he was was in this, uh, he recently finished a project that had Louis Gossett Jr. um, That's right. I read about that one today. Yeah, and um, let's see here. And you know, and he's busy with the uh, project that um, that is the biography of Reina Rusticanagogi. And uh, it's a good thing he, he he explained, you know, how she got that Japanese last name because I was like Jewish girl from the East Coast. How <laughs> I know, you know. What's going on with that? But, you know, buried in a samurai, you know, resting place. That's kind of cool. Um, oh, the recent picture that he's uh, that he was on <clears throat> was um, Pride of Lions. It was filmed in Ontario and Afghanistan. It had Louis Gossett Jr. in it, Seymour Cassell, Margot Kidder, and Tom Jackson. Wow. Yeah, and he, well, you know, and as well as being, you know, the guy that that um, was best known as uh, sh- the sheriff in Walking Tall, um, he also did you know? I had no idea. He actually um, direct uh, directed on TV. Kung Fu: The Legend Continues. With Brandon Lee. Yeah, I had I had yeah. no clue that he acted as um, a director. Um, for that, no, that's no, awesome. And when him and I had dinner a couple of years ago, he met me. Now you you've been to Warner Brothers. We did the tour a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and we we met off off the lot at a re, at a local restaurant. And he had just got finished signing a contract for a movie, but could not divulge what role he was playing. If he was producer, director, I think it was directing, yeah. and and it was an animated feature. Oh. Huh. Yeah, and That's you know he's changed body types. When he when he did the Clint Eastwood movie Heartbreak Ridge, he was much bigger. Mm-hmm. He was wider. He he wasn't of course any taller, but he was thicker. But then I forget mm-hmm. that that movie's almost twenty five years old. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Um. Let's see. He was in what was the name of that movie you just Heartbreak you just Ridge. Mentioned? Heartbreak Ridge wasn't. Let's see. He was also in. Breaking point. Um yes. around nineteen seventy six or seventy seven or or something like that. And you know, and this is and this is stuff that, that, that Bo didn't go into because you know, Bo strikes me as the type of guy that wants to talk to us as, as Bo, not as Bo the actor. You know, not as right. you know you know what I mean? I've you know and I've I met think a that's why he kept changing the subject or, or going different directions. Because he wanted to just talk, didn't want yeah. to talk really about. It's almost like he doesn't like talking about himself. Yeah, yeah, and that you know that's something to really to really respect about the man. Because I've met people that can talk about themselves until the cows come home, and <laughs> and I'd much rather talk to Bo. <laughs> Absolutely, what a what a gentleman though. He's always been really cordial to me. Every time I see him, I mean, I I ran into him at the Masters. Didn't know he, I did not even know he was going to be the MC. So maybe he, he wow. was right when they said, "Yeah, right. they call me the day before," <laughs> you know. Right. And and he says, "There's my buddy," and shook my hand and 
He's a big guy. He's like six five. He's yeah, he's big. He's he's big. I, I walked past him. I think I forgot why. I think I went out and then came back in and I walked past him and kind of nodded at him and I'm like, oh my god, he's big. Yeah. Yeah, and, and <laughs> something rare in Hollywood is he's been married to the same woman since 1966. Yes, and that's that's another rare thing amongst the acting community is uh, long time marriage. Um and uh and and I mean check it out I mean the man has chickens, come on you know what I mean. Well we don't know <laughs> we really don't know how much of that was true because some of the other things, you know. But I believe him about the coyotes and the because Pacific Palisades has some hilly areas, and right, he's right. high up enough. You've got bobcats and and coyotes and yeah you've yeah. got it all up there. And I'm I'm yeah, sure you have spring minute at night during the summer because of the snakes and the whole bit. Yeah, it's kind of like how it is here. You know, where I'm at, we're allowed to have chickens. Not in Seattle proper, but I, I live in a suburb outside of Seattle, and we're allowed to have chickens out out here. And in in my neck of the woods, which, which is called Kent, um, it's still a lot of wooded area, and uh, we've got coyotes, we've got raccoons that are about as big as dogs. Um, you know, it's just like um, you have to bring in your chickens. Um, well, see, and, Pacific uh, Palisades though, is a very affluent neighborhood. I mean, I used to mm-hmm. do work down there for Carol O'Connor. Uh, Chuck Norris lives in Palisades. And I guess mm-hmm. they're friends. They don't live that far from each other. He could, oh, he could tell right. me what street Chuck Norris lived on type thing. That's cool. It's a, wow. so it's a very uh, affluent neighborhood. So, so you're going chickens. You're living in a eight million dollar house, and you've got chickens. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. It's, but he could because he's got some younger kids, and they are adopted. Yeah, and you know, chickens do teach a lot of responsibility. It's it's a little more involved than than taking care of a dog. Um, right. No, it's like I, you know, like I, I had to take care of a friend's um, coop of chickens for about a week, and thank goodness it was only about a week, because <laughs> one of them was sick and had to be quarantined in the barn, and I was like, oh my gosh, and you know, you, you have to treat a sick chicken differently than the rest of the chickens, and you know, and still go out there and make sure that you know coyotes don't come in and and raccoons and stuff. I had my slingshot ready to go you know it was like oh my goodness but yeah but you know Bo Bo Svensson just just the epitome of humility and what an awesome sense of humor so listeners if you're just now tuning in you just missed Bo Svensson he uh, had to run he had to take care of some stuff um, but we did have him on for about an hour and he talked a little bit about his acting career and his martial arts um and it, it it was really good to hear about his martial arts because, you know, it's 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 something that you don't think about that actors doing. I mean, there are plenty of actors out um, out there that do martial arts. There's there's Bo. Um, oh my gosh, who else? Um, 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 Wesley Snipes. Um, yeah, Wesley Snipes is actually thank you. Wesley Snipes is um, actually is a legitimate martial arts uh, practitioner. And let's see. Uh, now. You, you know who was that was never was never talked about is Bob Barker from The Price is Right was a martial artist. Yeah, wasn't he a Taekwondo guy? Or uh, I guy? think so. He was a Taekwondo guy. There was also the Taekwondo guy from Star Trek, William Shatner, 
was Taekwondo in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a bunch of them, and a lot of them we don't know about. Yeah, like um, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill, I, I remember now. Um, the Al Bundy, he actually does BJJ, and he's a, a legitimate black belt in BJJ. And, uh, well, he must, when did he start, though? He must have started before the UFC. Mm-hmm. And now he's like 70. Yeah. He's almost Bo's age. Yeah, and he he can still roll around. There's a wow. There's a video of uh, of him that um, that is rolling around with Horian, and he's he's pretty good. Oh, James Con. Let's not forget James Con. Um, I got a I got a, a ping here on my phone. Um, James Con was in. Oh gosh, help me out, Bob. He was in that that. Um, movie that uh oh crap um <laughs> and whoever grandmaster daryl pinged me and just said james Kahn and you know maybe grandmaster daryl can like help me remember what what movie he was on but didn't james i don't remember there, there was someone that trained directly with bruce lee um well, well it was it was james Kahn. i don't remember uh, james colburn was it, was it james Kahn that Oh, James Coburn trained with. Yeah, with, James uh, Coburn trained with Bruce Lee. Uh, right. Oh, who's that other famous one that trained with him? Stephen Queen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's see who else. Um. Oh, you know, football player, football player Herschel Walker, um, actually fought in an MMA fight. And actually, like it actually practices martial arts. <laughs> it's it's uh, pretty cool. And I, you know, did did you know this is all? This is something that um, um, I'm just finding out now. Uh, James Kahn actually trained. Um, let's see, under Hack Kubota. Oh, really? That I did not know. Yeah. Yeah, um, and actually, uh, James Kahn also at one point trained at the Culver City Police Department in the use of martial arts. Wow, pretty, huh? Yeah, and Willie that Nelson, and I, I don't forget Willie Nelson. I did a short, um, I did a short announcement of Willie Nelson earning his. Right. I think right. it was like six. I forgot. It was like six degrees. I think it's six down. Six down in um, oh gosh, <laughs> for the life of me, um, I want to say taekwondo, but I'm probably no. It is. It's um, let's see. No, he got he got his fifth degree in the martial art of Gong Kwan. I did that. Wrong with here. Let me start. It's twenty, but let me uh, go to the article here. He was when he 81st birthday uh, this past April. Um, matter of fact, uh, he earned his. Oh, here we go. Gongquan Yusu, and he'd been practicing it for twenty years. Twenty years, and he's legitimate. There's a picture of him with his uh, black dobok and his. 
tattered black belt, and uh, I th I, that's just awesome. And um, uh, Guy Ritchie, the filmmaker, um, and uh, ex-husband <laughs> of, of Madonna, um, started taking Shotokan karate when he was seven, and he's also a black belt in judo and a brown belt in wow. judo. Wow. I would have known, right? Yeah. Um, who else? Um, let's see here. Let's see. Oh, San Francisco 49ers uh, football player David Akers. He's, uh, he trains in jiu-jitsu and the Shaolin Kempo. Go figure. And now, okay, here we go. Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. Um, she does Taekwondo. It doesn't say what rank she is, but she practices it regularly um, to keep up with her movie roles and to be able to do movie roles that involve martial arts herself. Um, and the, this one, I, I forgot about Chris Angel. Um, I knew about Chris Angel the magician um and he's uh he's the kind of like the modern modern version of uh Doug Henning you know street clothes and stuff like that you know away from the top hat and the and the tux and stuff like that um he practices uh kung fu and taekwondo uh which is really cool and uh grandmaster Daryl sent me another ping Andre Tippett on Andre Tippett um, studies martial arts. I'm not quite sure which one he does. Let me find out here real quick. Um, let's see here. Andre Tippett. Oh, he's a pro football Hall of Famer. And he does. Let me see here. Oh, there's a picture of Andre Tippett doing in a martial arts gi. And it looks like he does karate. Oh, uechiru. He does uechiru. Oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Jennifer Aniston from Friends, um, she practices Budokan, which combines karate and yoga. Um, Christian Bale actually trains under um, Sifu Eric Oram in Wing Chun Kung Fu, and that's that's for real. Jessica Biel um, says she trains martial arts, but it doesn't say <laughs> which. It never does. Tenacious D. <laughs> wow. Jack Black. Jack Black. Jack right. Black. And yeah. You know, he actually has trained in, in, in judo and uh, did um, some kung fu in preparation for Kung Fu Panda. Go figure. Um, Kobe Bryant. Let's not forget Kobe. He does JKD. Uh, nice. He, he may do it under Dan or one of his guys. Yeah, yeah, Fred Williamson. Fred Williamson. Fred the Hammer Williamson. Um, Fred Williamson. He he's got like a lot of um uh, black belts. Um gosh, just a few uh Kenpo, uh Shotokan, Karate, Taekwondo. Wow, way to go, Hammer. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. You know, and and, and I, I'm just going to go through the rest of this list because, you know, I'm learning something new every day. Uh, Geisel Bunchen? Who's Geisel Bunchen? Geisel Bunchen. Huh. Never heard of him. Oh, well, I don't know who that is. I guess it's, she's known as Tom Brady's better half. 
I don't know who Tom Brady is, but Geisel trains in Kung Fu and Tai Chi under Sifu Yao Li of the Boston Kung Fu and Tai Chi Institute. And what a wonderful instructor to be training under also. Um, and, uh, of course, James Kahn. Um, he trained under uh, Takaboto, like I said um, earlier, in uh, Gosokuru Karate. And he actually was given the title of Soke Dai, or Dai Soke, by the International Karate Institute. I mean, how cool is that? That Courtney is Cox, very cool. Uh, Courtney Cox um, also trains in Budokan. Um, and, you know, Budokan, like I said earlier, is a mixture of martial arts and yoga and was founded by Cameron Shane and is translated as the way of the spiritual warrior. So go go figure. It's That's new. I've never heard of it. Um, Robert Downey Jr., uh, legitimately trains under uh, in Wing Chun Kung Fu under Sifu Eric Oram. And uh, uh, Bikisha Ferguson, he's a legitimate black belt in karate and studies taekwondo. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery does uh, both karate and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller from Buffy the Vampire Slay- uh, Slayer is uh she's a first don in taekwondo and she's trained in kickboxing, boxing and street fighting. So that's uh that's interesting. Mel Gibson um does train Brazilian jiu-jitsu under Florian. Go wow, all these people training and uh President Barack Obama um has been practicing taekwondo for a while now, uh, but he's a green belt. He was given an honorary black belt in taekwondo by South Korean President Lee Myung-bak. So he's an honorary black belt in taekwondo. Ice-T is a longtime practitioner of BJJ and boxing, as well as being a longtime fan of of UFC. Um, Who else here? Uh, Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger has trained in judo under Sensei George Kerr. And Lucy Liu, your crush there, Bob. Lucy Liu yes. actually is a legitimate practitioner of Kali Eskrima Silat. So probably under Guru wow. Dan, I would imagine. Good for her. Maybe. Yeah, and then uh, Guy Ritchie actually convinced Madonna to take up karate. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, Carrie Ann Moss uh, really knows Kung Fu. <laughs> Just like in the Matrix, it wasn't downloaded. She practices Shaolin Kung Fu. And Dave Mustaine, the lead singer of Megadeth, had studied different fighting techniques since he was 12 years old. He's in, He's earned his black belt in both karate and taekwondo, and he's the goodwill ambassador to the World Taekwondo Federation. Go figure. There's like so many more people that um, have that are legitimate martial artists, um, um, actors like Shaquille O'Neal. He's a big fan of MMA, um, and he's uh, training in that. Um, doesn't say how long. Um, Christian Slater is a, a green belt in karate, and apparently he began karate. Due to a lifelong inadequacy he felt over his height. So I didn't know he was short. And uh, Wesley Snipes, of course. 
Yeah, yeah. Wesley Snipes is a fifth Don black belt in Shotokan, third Don in Taekwondo, and uh, second Don in Hapkido. He also practices capoeira, kung fu, escrima, and BJJ. And this list goes on and on and on. There's at least 50, 50 some odd celebrities that train in a form of martial arts, and and that's great because you know it it kind of keeps you balanced and stuff. And I'm you know pretty sure that you know these uh, these martial arts keep all of these actors and actresses in tip top shape, but. Uh, our point being, folks, is that, you know, Bo Svensson is the, the epitome of humility and, uh, you know, martial arts hopefully does foster that. And, um, oh, let's see. Wes, I got another ping. It says, oh, Wesley trains with Guru Cliff Stewart. Oh wow! He trains in I, Eli. Yeah, he had Cliff on the show. He never mentioned that. Yeah, well, you know, humility. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and I'm pretty sure it's it's just out of respect, right? I mean, you don't want to be telling like everyone that you know you're training a celebrity or anything like that, because then now, you know, everyone's gonna just join class to see the celebrity, and that's not the real reason for class, right? That's true. Um, yeah, and you like, look at somebody like. Uh, you know, Kevin Sorbo, uh, Lucy yeah, Lawless, Sorbo, they they right. train with the Wongs, Doug and Carrie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, and, uh, oh, for the life of me, let's see. Kevin played Hercules. I forgot the name of the actor that played um, uh, on the Beastmaster. Remember that? Remember that series? He actually studied Hungar. Um with John Leong over here from Seattle. Um, I'm going to look him up now. It's going to drive me up the wall who um, was the actor for it because it, he he was the epitome of hum, hum, humility as well. Let's see if I can say that. <laughs> um, let's see here. It had Mark Singer. There we go. Mark Singer. Mark Singer was a legitimate black belt in Hungar. And uh, actually uh, did a demonstration at a uh, Hungar tournament here in Seattle back in the 90s. And he's really good at his Hungar. I mean, he, he, there's, you know, there's a reason why, you know, he, he was really built for the Beastmaster series. Um, and that was really cool. But, wow, okay. <laughs> That's a lot of celebrities that do martial arts, Bo Svensson being one of them. And, uh, you know, listeners, um, if you're, you know, just calling in, you know, to speak with Bo, you know, sorry you missed him. But, again, he had to go take care of chickens. So right. he didn't get a chance to ask Bo what what advice he would give to young people getting into martial arts. But maybe next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, maybe when you're down here in March, you, I, and Ken will go out and have lunch with him. If we have time permits, yeah. you know. How busy we are usually when you come down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm I'm trying to get my schedule together. Like March, March I know is the Association of Masters, um, and uh, I'm still trying to I'm still trying to uh, convince uh, um, our our owner of Body Movement Art to go with me to do the um, uh, to do the workshops because I think it'd be something that he really. Um, enjoy being like a first time owner of a martial arts business, right? It's um 
And it, it feels kind of weird to have to train him in it, in a way, you know, because it's like it's not, you know, and you know as well as I do that running a martial arts school is not the same as like, let's say, running, oh, I don't know, um, like running a uh, uh, import-export business or running a, you know, a, a financial firm or something like that. It's completely different. And, um, you know, uh, Ken has expressed interest in this. So, you know, I hope I can go. Uh, but then I found out I've got, like, i got to go to California any, anyway uh, to the Bay Area in January for our um, annual board of directors retreat to plan the 2015 Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists Camp, which, folks, I'm going to plug it right now. It's going to be held the weekend of August 14th, and it's going to be in the beautiful Redwoods. It's going to be in Redwood country down there. So I'm going to be traveling to California a lot again this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is because you've got March for the association. You've got well, I got June. January, I've got March, I've got June. June for, um, for and, the Masters, you've got July for, for uh, Dragon Fest, and maybe yeah. you'll come back down for the uh, for the uh, Honor Society. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun year. But with that, with that said, folks, it looks like we're getting close to the end of our show already. Can you believe that? Um, oh, I know. I didn't realize it was so late already. Yeah, 7.53. Thanks for joining us, listeners. And uh, special thanks again to Bo Svensson, who joined us for uh, about an hour from about 6.30 to about 7.20. Well, yeah, about that, about an hour. So big thanks to him. And a shout-out to all the celebrities out there that do martial arts. Continue to do it. It keeps you balanced. So any parting words for for our weekend listeners there, Bob? Nah, just train hard. Have fun. Listen to the show more. Uh, I'm trying. Speaking of Hungar, I am trying to get a Hungar master to come on the show, but every time I go by, his studio's closed and there are no class hours on 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 site. So I don't know when. I'm oh. going to keep trying to catch him. Uh, there's also a BJJ guy here in town, real grounded. I'm trying to get him involved. Uh, and then we're still trying to get uh, Art Camacho on the show. Yeah. So. You, yeah. Well, you know what's funny? Us. Two years ago, when I tried to get some of these people on. And the, and they're like blowing me off because uh-huh. we're nobodies. Those are the same mm-hmm. people that are now asking. You've never asked me to be on your show, or when am I going to yeah. get my shot, or how about exactly. having me on your show? You know, yeah. bite me, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what's funny is I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of friend requests from martial artists I don't even know and a lot of um, you've noticed that on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page there are a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, posts about stuff that they're doing people are doing and books that they're writing movies and films that they're directing and stuff like that so you know uh, thank right, you though right. people you know thanks for, yes, thanks for absolutely. thinking of us and yeah, thanks for thinking of us, folks. And, uh, you know, we promise we'll try to get to as many of these people um, that have hinted <laughs> at being on the show. We'll try to get to you. Um, 
as soon as we can. Uh, but we we now, will. And you know what's really funny, Rusty, is I, I'm sure that. you did the same thing. When somebody requests to join our Facebook page, I look at them and see if mm-hmm. you know see if they're a good fit. Uh, mostly, mm-hmm. like one one request we got today, this person had been, and this is how I'm trying to distinguish spam. This person had been on Facebook for less than five days and is a member of over 50 groups. Yeah, yeah, it's it's spam. Definitely <laughs> yeah. spam. That's why I, I check out everybody. I, yeah, I check out everybody. If they don't have a, a, a profile picture or if they don't, if they've only been on Facebook for less than a month, and have no friends but belong to a lot of groups, they, I don't I don't even bother because the, they'll spam, and if they can spam, they can hack. And if they can hack, right. they'll, they'll, get, they'll take somebody's profile, and that's definitely not what we want on our show page. But with that said, for our listeners out there, do you want your own radio show? If so, drop us a line, Dynamic Dojo Radio Host at gmail.com and I'll hook you up. Me and Bob will train you. We'll provide all the training. We'll provide you a, a place to uh, put your show. Just give us a just give us a shout out. Or if you have uh, an idea for a show guest or a forum topic to discuss, send us an email also. Again, our email is dynamicdojoradiohost keep wanting to put show on the end of that dynamic dojo radio host <laughs> at gmail.com <laughs> all right folks we're at the end it's the top of the hour almost 8 p.m pacific time we will talk to everybody next week keep an eye out on the dynamic dojo facebook page and we'll see everyone next time all right bye-bye now Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.